Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. A proudly flown from vehicles or defiantly waved at political rallies. The yellow don't-tread-on-me flag, with its fearsome, coiled rattlesnake, has become a rallying cry for right-wing America. This historical flag, known as the Gadsden flag, originated in colonial times and was resurrected by the modern-day Tea Party movement in 2010. Today, the Gadsden flag has taken on darker overtones. The flag has been embraced by fringe political groups, including the anti-government militias and other protesters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th of 2021, displaying dozens of don't-tread-on-me flags. The history of the Gadsden flag, particularly the symbolism of the rattlesnake, is closely linked with Benjamin Franklin and the unity of all of the colonies that eventually became the United States. The Gadsden flag is visually striking because of its bright yellow field, the words don't tread on me, and the image of a coiled rattlesnake with its fangs bared, ready to strike. The rattlesnake was the first of these elements to be associated with America. In 1751, colonists were bristling over the British practice of shipping convicted felons to the 13 colonies. The Crown said that it was doing the colonies a favor by helping them populate faster, But Benjamin Franklin, then a journalist in Philadelphia, wasn't having it. 
with his trademark wit and dripping with venomous sarcasm, Franklin penned a satirical article for his newspaper, the Pennsylvania Gazette, titled Rattlesnakes for Felons. Here's a sample. Such a tender parental concern in our mother country for the welfare of her children calls aloud for the highest returns of gratitude. Rattlesnakes seem the most suitable returns for the human serpents sent us by our mother country. So, yes, Franklin proposed shipping crates of venomous American rattlesnakes to London, where they could slither happily through the city's parks, and, I quote, particularly in the gardens of the prime ministers, the lords of trade, and members of parliament, for to them we are most particularly obliged. Three years later, in 1754, Franklin published one of the most indelible images of colonial America. It's one of America's earliest political cartoons. The woodblock print, which was likely etched by another artist, first appeared in the pages of the Pennsylvania Gazette, depicting a snake cut into pieces representing the American colonies over the fateful words, Join or Die. The cartoon wasn't a call to arms against the British because it was published during the lead-up to the French and Indian War. The cartoon accompanied an editorial by Franklin in which he was trying to unify colonial opposition to the French. Ironically, he was probably inspired by a similar French drawing from the 1680s. Franklin was also lobbying the British to give the colonies more independent governing authority to fight the French on their own. It didn't work, and the British sent their own army. The inscription, Join or Die, was aimed at the various colonial assemblies and was a call for unity. There was a superstition in the 18th century that all snakes, even a chopped-up snake, could be reassembled and survive. For the article this episode is based on, How Stuff Works spoke with John Hartvigson, former president of the North American Vexillological Association and a consultant at Colonial Flag. Uh, vexillologists study the history of flags and their symbolism. He explained, the idea of unity was what different symbols of the revolution were really talking about. He mentioned that that includes the circle of 13 stars and 13 stripes on the first American flag. Over the next decade, as tensions reached a fever pitch between the colonies and Britain, Franklin's severed snake image went viral, a colonial-era meme. In 1774, Paul Revere redesigned the masthead of the Massachusetts Spy, a Boston newspaper, to include a severed snake facing off with a winged dragon, the symbol of Britain. If you look closely, these snakes in these cartoons aren't clearly rattlesnakes. But between these images and that earlier piece of satire, along with popular drawings of rattlesnakes published by nature historians earlier in the 1700s, a concept was coming together. The Revolutionary War finally broke out in 1775. One Christopher Gadsden was a firebrand patriot from South Carolina and a brigadier general in the Continental Army. He was elected to the First Continental Congress, where he served on the Marine Committee. Gadsden decided that the Colonial Navy needed a flag that would distinguish it from pirate vessels and also rally the sailors against oppressive British rule. That's when he came up with his famous yellow flag with its coiled rattlesnake and macho motto, Don't Tread on Me. Hartvigson points out that the snake on the Gadsden flag has 13 rattles, with the nub of a 14th. Uh, perhaps an invitation for Canadian provinces to join the fight. So, did Gadsden design the flag himself? That's not clear. 
All we know is that Gadsden presented the flag to one Commodore Hopkins, the commander-in-chief of the Navy, who proudly flew it on his flagship vessel, the USS Alfred. The Continental Marines also flew the flag during the war. By December of 1775, the Gadsden flag had caught the attention of none other than Benjamin Franklin, who wrote an anonymous letter under the pen name An American Guesser to the Pennsylvania Journal, highlighting the similarities between this indigenous American reptile and the 13 colonies. A quote, It occurred to me that the rattlesnake is found in no other quarter of the world besides America, and may therefore have been chosen on that account to represent her. She never begins an attack, nor, once engaged, ever surrenders. She is therefore an emblem of magnanimity and true courage. She never wounds till she has generously given notice, even to her enemy, and cautioned him against the danger of treading on her. Then, referring to the snake's thirteen rattles, Franklin returned to the theme of unity. Tis curious and amazing to observe how distinct and independent of each other the rattles of this animal are, and yet how firmly they are united together, so as never to be separated but by breaking them to pieces. The Gadsden flag wasn't the only flag flown during the Revolution. Interestingly, there was also a flag called the First Navy Jack, that showed an outstretched rattlesnake on a field of 13 red and white stripes with the words, don't tread on me. All of these alternate flags were shelved after the stars and stripes became the official national flag in 1777. However, during the Civil War, the Southern Confederates flew the Gadsden flag alongside the stars and bars. Skipping way ahead, a popular interest in historical flags was reignited around the Bicentennial Celebration in 1976. To celebrate the 200th anniversary of the Revolution, the United States Navy flew the first Navy Jack from its vessels, and the phrase, don't tread on me, re-entered the national vocabulary. Around the same time, the Gadsden flag was also gaining popularity among the burgeoning libertarian movement of the 1970s. But 2010 was the year that the Gadsden flag really made its comeback. The Tea Party was a grassroots political movement that fashioned itself as a modern-day Sons of Liberty. Their enemy wasn't an oppressive foreign king, but the United States' own big government spending and taxation. The Tea Party adopted the Gadsden flag as its own, and their influence trickled up to Congress. In 2010, Tea Party loyalists in the House unfurled a don't-tread-on-me flag from a balcony of the Capitol to protest President Barack Obama's health care legislation. Hartvigson said, When the Tea Party started using Revolutionary War flags, I kind of chuckled under my breath, this is interesting. The problem is that it's been carried to such extremes. Back in 2014, an African-American postal worker filed a complaint of racial discrimination with the U.S. Postal Service against a co-worker who repeatedly wore to work a cap sporting the Gadsden flag. The Postal Service dismissed the complaint for failure to state a cognizable claim of discrimination. However, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission reversed the dismissal and ordered the USPS to investigate. It said that while the Gadsden flag originated in a non-racial context, it has since been, quote, interpreted to convey racially tinged messages in some contexts. And therefore, the complaint met the legal standard to be investigated by the USPS rather than to be dismissed. Hartvigson said that he's watched with dismay as the Gadsden flag and other historical flags have been appropriated by increasingly radical groups. 
The low point for him was January 6th, when historical and contemporary American flags were even used as weapons to beat Capitol Police officers, a far cry from the flag's original meaning of unity and benevolence. Perhaps in response to the Gadsden flag's right-wing comeback, versions of it have shown up at LGBTQ plus rallies with the rattlesnake on a rainbow field and at abortion rights marches with the snake curled into the shape of a uterus. But it's still popular at right-wing rallies and tea party events. And despite, or because of, all the fuss, there are at least a dozen states that offer a specialty license plate emblazoned with the Gadsden flag. Indeed, Kansas approved its Don't Tread on Me plate just weeks after the January 6th insurrection. Today's episode is based on the article, What's the Meaning of the Don't Tread on Me Flag? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.